We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. All right, let's grab our seats. All right. How are you going? Um, I thought I might just um, put a snack on just for a mid-sermon snack, if you don't mind today. Did you clean that? No. Put some rolls on. How long do I put these in for? All right. We'll, uh, deal, we'll come to that a bit later. You tell me when they're ready. The, the, the smell will probably waft over the place. We've been in the book of Matthew, and I'm going to read a couple of verses from the Matthew and then settle on a, a story which you probably all know. I want to start with Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. Thanks. Jesus travelled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news of the kingdom and healed every kind of disease and illness, every kind. So there wasn't just the special one he didn't heal, every kind. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to his disciples, the harvest is great and the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest, ask him to send more workers into the field. So, we see, Jesus was doing lots of miracles. Everybody was getting healed, everybody. And, um, but when he looked over the crowd after it seems everyone was healed, he had compassion on them because they're like sheep without a shepherd. And they needed something more than a miracle. They needed a shepherd. Sometimes we think we need this miracle and... Uh, and God says, no, you need something else. It was a bit like that. He needed people to shepherd those people. And so what did he pray for? Did he pray for people to find God? He actually prayed for workers. I wonder, wow, often we're praying for people. Jesus were praying for people to speak to those people. It was, it was a different sort of a mindset. And... Uh, you know, my paraphrase is, you think people aren't ready to receive this good news, but you're wrong. Um, in one place he said the fields are white for harvest. In other words, they're ready for the harvest to go around. And uh, so Jesus saw that, hang on, we don't need no mir- more miracles. Miracles are great, but he had plenty of them. But we need more workers. And, um, oh, I don't know. Sometimes we think people aren't, op- aren't open to hear about Jesus. But Jesus saw people as more ready than we could imagine. He saw them white for harvest. We can look at our community and be sort of overwhelmed by the multitude of needs, like a whole harvest field. So get that. I want you to get something in your mind's eye, your imagination. First, a, a, a harvest ready wheat field if you need to close your eyes do that 
And it's like huge, right? So many different people. Now I want in your mind's eye just to, to go into that one head of wheat. That one head of wheat. So you, you had a big outlook, now you're coming in, and that's one person. And I want you to think not so much about the enormity of the issue, but that one person who you might be able to speak to. And um, the fields are ready. You know, we could be, wouldn't it be great if, you were an, if we were an answer to Jesus' prayer? I'm praying for workers for the harvest field. And uh, we're going to look in the book of Matthew today and, and look at one way which I think we can all be a, an answer to Jesus' prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word today and I pray that you'll speak to us all in some way. Help us to see you in Jesus' name. You know, we've got Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, four different sort of commentaries on Jesus' life. You know, there's two miracles that are mentioned in all four Gospels. One is the resurrection. Does anyone want to guess what the other miracle which is mentioned in all of the four Gospels? Have a guess. What's that? Feeding of the 5,000. Give the girl a prize. Okay. You can have some, a, roll, a, a roll after. Feeding the 5,000 is the a miracle that's in every Gospel as well as the resurrection. And we're going to read from that now. Matthew 14. In the book of Matthew, I think this was just recent, uh, a recent reading. Verse 13. As soon as Jesus heard the news, this was the news about John the Baptist, by the way, the context, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed him on foot from many towns. Jesus saw uh, the huge crowd stepped as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them. Jesus always had compassion on people. That's what motivated him. He wasn't motivated to build a, like a bigger church. He was motivated because he had compassion on pe people. Verse 15, that evening the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's getting uh, late. Send the crowds away they, so they can go to the village and buy food for themselves. And Jesus said, well, that isn't necessarily you feed them. You want to be a disciple of Jesus, take up this challenge right here. Um, you feed them. You feed them. Just tell someone next to you, you feed them. You feed them. You feed them, Daryl. You feed them. Verse 17. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. In one of the other Gospels, it tells us how they got this from a boy, but it doesn't mention it in Matthew. Bring them here. Jesus said. And I love that Jesus uses what we have, not what we don't have. How many people say, well, I'd serve God if I had this in order or if I had this gift or I could do this or if I was more like someone else? No, he doesn't, he doesn't do miracles with what you don't have. He does miracles with what you do have. Even if you're stolen it from a little boy, it seems. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up to heaven, blessed them, then breaking the loaves, he gave the bread to the disciples, so that's you, who distributed it to the people. 
Is that ready? Can I have a look, see if they're brown enough? Well, that's good, isn't it? We'll just leave them there. Just leave it, let the smell waft over. So we got 5,000, actually, it's more than 5,000. It says it's 5,000 men plus women and children. It says in verse, uh, let's go to verse 20. They ate as much as they wanted, and afterwards the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed in that day, in addition to the women and children. So 5,000 men, I don't know, women, a couple of kids, let's say 20,000, 25,000 people, half of Adelaide Oval filled with people, and Jesus says to you, you feed them. Just imagine the crowd. And the, and the disciples, it says somewhere else, they had to get them to sit in groups of 100. Try to do that with a group that size as well. Being a disciple isn't all just sitting at the feet of Jesus, gleaning wisdom. It's sort of doing stuff. And that's what we're seeing here. And this miracle was the, the biggest miracle in terms of the amount of people involved. We had Jesus, we got the boy with the loaves and the fishes, we got the disciples, we got all the people who were there. Imagine, you know, next day in the village, well, I was there, I was there when Jesus fed all those people. I, I got to eat some of them. So everybody, I don't know how many people would have heard about this. Lots of people involved in this. And I, I want to I take a moment just to honour those people who are like that little boy. You know, you, we all have a group of people. We go somewhere and there's one person who, who plans ahead and takes stuff and everyone else sponges off that person. You know, I oh, don't worry. No, you're not here. Uh, who, who would it be? Where's Di Smith? I saw her earlier. Is she here? Oh, she's not here. She'd be one of those people. She'd have the esky in the background full of food. I want to honour those people. Because without them, if they go into some of your cars and find, no, Di's not here, so we go to Cody's car. Jesus goes there. All he can find is a mouldy orange in the background, right? <laughs> yeah. If there wasn't... Jesus feel, feeds the 5,000 with mouldy oranges. It doesn't quite have the same ring. I want to honour those people who are prepared. Just a little side note. The disciples were a big part of this miracle, probably more than the other miracle. They got to sort of distribute it, and as they distributed it, somehow the thing was multiplying. And um, it's interesting, because when you read the book of John, the next day, guess what happened? The crowds came out again for takeaway. They wanted more, you know, McFish burgers, you know. The next day, we're going to read what happened the, the day after, or uh, uh, very soon after. Verse 31 of John 6. They came out to Jesus again. The crowd said, Our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say, Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. You know, they, they came out to Jesus. They wanted, they wanted some more food. And Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. Now he offers you true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us this bread. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. 
Whoever believes in me will never thirst. And if you go down to verse 47, the same chapter, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness and they all died, but anyone who eats bread from heaven will never die. So after the five, they're feeding the 5,000, they come out the next day because they're, they're wanting something else to eat. And G- Jesus tries to show them that he himself is the bread of life. So we've got two sorts of bread here. We've got sort of physical bread and we've got spiritual bread. Now for a moment, I want you to remember back when Jesus started his ministry. He goes into the wilderness, led by God, and he gets tempted... Um, from the devil who basically says I know you're hungry you've been here for 40 days why don't you turn these rocks into bread and that sounds pretty reasonable right but um, temptation often sounds reasonable but Jesus knew he was led by God to do something else simple as that he was taking his directions from God and this was something contrary to what God wanted and at that time Jesus said to the devil no the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone but by every word that comes out of the mouth of god the message bible says jesus answered by quoting deuteronomy it takes more than bread to stay alive it takes a steady stream of words from god's mouth so we've got two types of bread we've got the spiritual bread which comes from god and we've got physical bread which feeds us for a moment And I think we often come to God wanting instant gratification. I just want you to meet my needs now. We come because of our appetite, whatever it is at the time, whatever we have an appetite for. When God actually wants to give us something greater than that, uh, we're often thinking about things for instant gratification. He's thinking about the deeper things. Even when people come to God, they're often looking for their immediate needs to be met it was uh, after Jesus rose from the dead and Peter's walking to the temple and the guy's begging for food because he was a crippled. And Peter said, silver and gold I haven't got, but what I have I give to you. He was just looking for money. But God had something more than money for him. He didn't want to just feed him for a day. He wanted to change his whole life and he healed the man. It's a bit like that with God. We come looking for something which we think is the need, but he wants to give us something greater. And... This morning, I want to encourage you to look beyond yourself. We get so caught up with our own stuff, don't we? Anyone else do that? Or is it just me? We think it's... I want to encourage you to look beyond yourself. And my message to you this morning is you can be part of a miracle that feeds many. And the disciples were a big part of this miracle because God wants to give you fresh bread from heaven. He wants to speak to you so it will minister to you personally but so you can take it and feed somebody else as well. The words of Jesus are like spiritual bread and we need a steady stream. You know, you can be the answer to somebody's prayer. You can be the answer to Jesus' prayer. He was praying for workers. You can receive the words of Jesus, pass it on to others. And this is what a disciple does. We receive from God, we carry the presence of God and the word of God in us. We allow it to impact 
us and then we pass it on to others. We might... Um, oh, I need a helper to... Do, yeah, do you want to butter these? Yeah, they're hot. Just, all right. Just leave him, leave one in there. Thanks, if you could butter. How do they smell? Dry. All right. No, you can't have it yet. No, you can't have it yet. Just smell it. They smell really good. Yeah, if you could butter them, thanks. You know, he told people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took the five loads, looked up from heaven, blessed them and said, and he broke them into pieces and he gave them to the disciples. And then the disciples gave them to people. And somewhere in that process, it was multiplied. I don't know where. So... Um, You have to go faster, Gap. Okay. <laughs> Just do one more. You've got to have the right ratio. <laughs> yeah, if you do. Yeah, do a couple more. So, I need a disciple, Peter. If you come here. Peter, the disciple, that sounds. Uh, put another one on there. Thank you. That will do. Oh, no, that's great. So, disciples were with Jesus. And uh, I'll be Jesus, you'll be Peter. Okay. <laughs> and the disciples received bread from Jesus. And then the disciples passed it on to the crowd. Why don't you go give people some, some of that? Just break a piece off if you're the blessed person to receive. Any gluten intolerant people, sorry, <laughs> isn't for you today. You can, uh, you, can, you can have a whole piece if you like. Yeah. Take. And it says as he gave it to them, they ate and were satisfied. So they just didn't have, you know, like we have communion. They had the whole, the whole thing. They ate so much that they were full, and then they had 12 basketfuls left over. There's something powerful, there's something powerful about receiving something fresh from God. You know, fresh bread always smells better than stale bread or old bread. You know when it comes out the oven or you get it from, and you break it open and you smell, you smell it's, it's something special about that. And uh, just like Jesus broke that bread, God is waiting to give us fresh bread. And he constantly wants to speak to us through his word. Now, I don't know how God speaks to you. He can speak to you through a sermon like this, reading a book or uh, reading a devotional or listening to a podcast or just even walking along the beach and God speaks to you. There's lots of ways God can speak to you. And the disciple has a privilege of receiving broken bread, eating it, being satisfied, and then passing it on to others. That's fresh bread. And the Holy Spirit makes it come alive. And I just want to give you a few principles about how you can be part of a miracle. 
the word that God speaks to you will multiply as you tell others about it. If you receive, well, you know, we heard about this a bit this morning. Gabby received, she, she um, received something from Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. And then she spoke it to you. But before she spoke it to you, she spoke it to about a few other groups, didn't you? And when you, when you speak the word that God has spoken to you, you know what happens? It actually grows within you. If I speak to you about what God has spoken to me, all of a sudden, Tess says, oh, what about this? And she puts another revelation or adds to what God has spoken to me. And I come away with more because I've shared it. When you share something that God has given to you, the more you share it, the more it multiplies, the more it establishes in your heart. I used to say when I, when I want to preach about something, I want to share it with like four or five people first because as I do, it grows within me and they might some, say something to me. So there's a, there's a multiplication that happens when we share the word of God. There's something powerful about giving it away that causes it to grow. You know, I think sharing the word is even better than just sitting in your corner reading it by yourself. When you, thank you. When, when, you, when you just get in your little room and you read something and it's just for me and no one else, guess what? You've missed out on so much. But when you pass it on to someone else, something happens. Something happens, it grows within you. In fact, the more you say it, it more it establishes in your own heart. The word I receive from God grows as I share it with others. And here's another principle. God's words shared are more powerful than your just normal words shared. You might try to encourage someone and that's great. But when you share something that, that comes from God, it's, it's so much more powerful. Uh, Colossians, I think it's... Have we got this scripture, Colossians 3? Let the message about Christ and all this richness fill your lives teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives there's something about teaching and counseling people with what god has given you which which is a powerful thing so the word multiplies as i share it i would encourage you to share god's words and here's something else the bread we receive from God can actually encourage and feed a multitude. I'm going to tell two people a message. God has special grace for you today. The Spirit of God is with you today. Now, I want you to tell two people that. You tell two people that. Can you remember what I said? The Spirit of God is with you today. Tell two, two people that. And if you could tell two people what you just heard, if you just heard that, can you, you might need to say it again. Yeah. And if you could tell two people what you just heard, can you do that? No. Who did you just say it to? Yeah, go and tell two people. And you could tell whoever told you that, tell two people what message. I want, I want to see if we've got Chinese whispers here, what it ends up with the end. No. Did you tell two people? 
And when Michelle tells you, I want you to tell two more people, I want it to just go around this building just for a sec. Can we do that? I just want time to have a snack. No butter on that one. How are we going? Who hasn't, who hasn't been told yet? Go and tell them again. Someone tell them. You, can, you, you tell them. All right, grab a seat, grab a seat, grab a seat. One word we receive from God can encourage a multitude. Because when you share it with someone, they can share it with someone else, and they can share it with someone else. It's, it's a powerful thing. You know what the, good, the best thing about this is? When you share something, when you give away something God has given to you like that, you keep it. You know, you think you give away money and it goes, but when you give away the word God's given to you, you actually don't lose it, you still have it. It's something you give away and still keep, which I think is an awesome thing. So, you know, be generous with your words because you haven't lost anything. In fact, you're actually building something in your life. Give it away. In fact, the more you give it, the more you keep it because it grows within you. So give it away. You know, I, I love that little illustration because to me that's like the feeding of the 5,000. One thing was broken and bang, bang, all across, all across the room, people are receiving something. And um, it stays with you. The word is everlasting. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will remain forever. There's something powerful about the word of God which is like that. In fact, you know, it grows bigger in us as we share it. So don't keep that little word for yourself it's just me and Jesus got a good thing going here. Leave me alone. It's definitely not that. And perhaps you know, one more key, there, there was five basketfuls, no, 12 basketfuls, five loaves, 12 basketfuls left over. This is a great thing. The other thing about the word of God is when you share it, all of a sudden, a couple of weeks down the track, you've still got stuff left over you can share again. You, you've, got, you've got leftovers for you and for others. When you share it, it's just not for the moment. How often has God put something in your heart and a year later you're in a moment and it comes up again? That's the 12 basketfuls left over. They ended up with more than they started. I love that. They had more for another time. Now this is the miracle of multiplication as we receive fresh bread from God and we, we, we become an answer to Jesus' prayer. Workers who will basically pass the people. That's what he was praying for. P people were confused and didn't know what to do. Send more workers. This is one way you can, you can just be an answer to Jesus' prayer. Receive something from God and just give it to someone else. 
and just let God do the miracle. How do we, how do, we do this? We're going to wind up. I'm just going to give you a couple of things. Uh, Sarah, maybe if you could jump up. How do, we, how do we prepare for this? Quite simple. you just got to be with Jesus. You know, because when you, God's always with us, and I love that picture, you know, the Spirit of God is always with us. But there's times when we just acknowledge his presence. And uh, I want to imagine yourself walking with Jesus. And so you put your listening ears on, not your shopping list on. And God wants to speak to you. Now, whether that's with, with you with an open Bible or if it's you walking your dog along, the, the, you know, the, the beach or whatever it might be. Jesus said, follow me. I love that. Often we try to add Jesus to our life, you know, with our list of stuff. It's not like that. Being a disciple is actually taking up his priorities and following him. He's not an addition to our life. It's not Jesus joining my team. It's me joining his team. team. Follow him. He becomes our priority. And that's when we can hear from him. So I want to encourage you, one, be with him. Be present with him, not just he's with me all the time, but be present. Number two, receive from him. How do I receive from him? Well, you listen. You get in places where he can speak to you. Maybe places like this, places where you're listening to something or uh, speaking with um, somebody. And God is always speaking. One of my favourite verses is from Lamentations 3.23 and really hard to find. But it says something like this, his mercies are new every morning. And what it means is they're created new every morning, which means, you know, there wasn't here yesterday, but it's here today. And tomorrow there'll be something fresh that wasn't here the day before. It's that picture. It's not just that, you know, he's got a fridge full of stuff which he stacked at the beginning of the year. His mercies are created new. His bread is baked fresh every morning for you so there's always something God wants to say sometimes it's quite specific and sometimes it's quite mundane but it's all valuable be with him receive from him get the fresh bread get 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 to like the smell of fresh bread be with him receive from him and maybe the third thing is this Look for opportunities to give away what you have received. That's quite simple, isn't it? Be with him. Receive from him. Often we think we've got to give what we don't have. I just had five loaves and two fishes. Give what, don't give what you don't have. Give what you do have. Let's pray. You can be part of a miracle. I know it's it's a different sort of a miracle, but it's the word of God which is power, more powerful than you can imagine. We thank you, Lord God, that you are the bread of life. And often we come to you just wanting our instant gratification. I pray you change, help us change our mindset that we, we, we just come to listen to you, to be a receiver of your word, your encouragement, that we can be healed and whole and receive our own direction and encouragement but also that we realize that we can be part of a miracle where we can multiply that and encourage others and someone else will take it again and it can go beyond 
what we could dream of, Lord. You can be part of a miracle, people. Lord, we thank you. We honour you. We look to you, Lord. We perhaps recommit to spending that time just to be with you. Give us ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen.